What happens when you decide that you are ready to take your life to the next level? I'm here to tell you your path to success will not be a straight or quick timeline. It will ask of you to shed your old story, build your emotional intelligence, and put down the story of struggle once and for all to bring your visions to life. This is the unedited audio doc narrated by me, Nina Hayes, providing real life examples and lessons to help you on your journey of becoming elite. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey Lee, welcome back to today's podcast episode. I hope you're doing so well because listen, we are counting down. We are four episodes away from the new year and I am so excited because to be honest with you, um, this year was the year from hell, okay? And I truly believe that it made me stronger. You know, when you have situations where you're like, I've been through hell and back, I can do anything. You know, I don't want to have the strongest warrior package next year, but I truly believe this year was absolutely necessary because a lot of the things that I allowed to um, just stagnate me and have me really mentally stuck and just the things that I would really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The things I would allow to really just linger, right? Those things I realized had nothing to do with anybody else and everything to do with me, okay? I knew that I wanted to go to the next level. I knew that I wanted to, you know, take a massive leap. Um, But I also knew that there were decisions that I had to make that were logical decisions that did not have any room for my emotions to continue to drag them out. And if that hit for you, this episode is going to help <laughs> for sure, because I think a lot of times we um, we just naturally have bleeding hearts. We naturally want to help people. And that's why we're in the service industry. Right. We naturally want to see people get to their next level and we naturally want to see people do well. The problem comes in when we do so at the expense of ourselves, because we either believe that you know, what makes us happy is seeing others happy. We either believe that, you know, because things were so easy for us or not necessarily easy, but because we've been able to achieve so many great things, we feel like it's our responsibility to go back and make the process easier for somebody else. But deep down inside, we know that the obstacles and the things that we had to work through in order to get to our next level and our next season those hard moments were necessary because those moments made us stronger. Those moments were the things that really gave us the power to continue to push and continue to push. What happens though is you are stuck wherever you are. So whatever income amount you're stuck at, you are there and you're just like, I know I can do more. I have this urge to do more. I really need to learn more. And It's as if you either go and you ask other people what they think about it, which is your life. You can decide, right? Or you go and you look for different resources because you feel like, well, if I just know something else, then I'll be good. And both of those things take away your power. Both of those things take away your power. One way to call your power back in is to not just learn things, but to embody them 
take them on and master them. And that has been my word that I'm going into 2024 with. I've always carried this word with me when it comes to mastery, um, which that is the word mastery. But going into 2024, I have up leveled that word. Mastery to me is really a me versus me. It had always been about, I need to work on my craft. I need to learn another class. I need to learn another technique. I need to learn another strategy. I need to, you know, constantly work on these things outside of myself, right? And I need to be a certain way because if I post three to five times a day, people will see that I'm posting more. If I say this particular thing, people will be able to resonate with it. And I want you to know that when you operate like that, you dilute your authenticity. And there will come a time where you get to whatever the next milestone is and you find yourself stuck. And you either go back into survival mode because you're getting frustrated, you're you're not thinking you can do it. It's constantly, you know, putting this pressure on you to where you just get frustrated, you get burned out and everything around you just doesn't fit because you have this idea and you know you should be further along, but it's so hard for you to get there because you have given away your power. And I want you to know that in this season, you can call back your power. But the first thing is really getting rid of the spirit of offense. Now, before we proceed any further, I want to make sure I say this. I don't know if I said it already, but this is part two. We are in the series, which is the final series that we're doing for this year. It's how to get more clients. For those of you that have been following my content, I actually love doing series now because I feel like it's a great way to like push out master classes, especially for people who are like, you know what, I really want to learn this particular concept. Maybe you want to test drive my teaching style. Well, this is it for you, right? But if you know that you've been listening to the podcast, you know that you've been triggered by the podcast. Some people have told me they've been triggered by these podcasts. If you have been triggered and it's really caused you to look at yourself and it's really caused you to challenge yourself and really ask yourself you have the capacity to go further, these series are designed to help you to really get clear on that for yourself. Now, again, this is part two. So definitely go listen to part one because part one talks about the number one thing that holds people up. It's that money conversation. A lot of people make money more powerful than them. And because of that, they continue to see that money is not in overflow for them because they have given the power of that over to someone else. So they find themselves spending money here, spending money there, and they never fully grasp that the investment that they place out into the world has to feed back into themselves, right? And so that first episode really talked about that. Now, Going into the spirit of offense, that is going to be the number two thing that you're going to have to work on. And if you think back to the other series that I did for the manifestors, we talked about projections, right? And I truly believe that a lot of projections stem from being triggered and stem from being offended. And this is such a layered conversation for sure, but... When I think about the first episode of this series where we talked about money, right? 
If you haven't listened, go back because I want to make sure you got it before you go any further. But if you listen to it, some of those concepts might have been subconsciously in the back of your mind because you know that you're like royalty. You know that you love expensive things. You know that you love the finer things in life. But it's hard for you to go into those expensive spaces because you allow the fact that you may not be able to see the money today to mean something about your worth. And so you don't put yourself in those spaces because you instantly feel that shame around, oh my gosh, I can't buy anything. Or, oh my gosh, is somebody going to think I'm broke? Or, oh my gosh, is somebody going to say anything? Da, 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 da. And so you allow yourself to be offended and then you place that projection in your actions. I've seen it time and time again, especially when I talk about the premium space. And for those of you that um, have like really been following the journey of this podcast, my entire reason for making this podcast was because I had an overall goal to become a top industry leader. While creating this podcast, I became a top industry leader. But beyond that, my journey pivoted. It shifted. I had to become better. I had to normalize new things for myself to where there was a pivot that happened just organically where we became an awarded podcast, right? We're now a top podcast where I'm in the coaching industry and now I'm a top hospitality coach, right? And so these shifts that happened, happened because I was always focused on removing the spirit of offense and redirecting. I knew that what I was doing prior with my spa was something that required me to physically give so much of my time. But I knew that five years later, right, within a five-year window, that I was going to want to make shifts because I know that about myself. I know that I'm a person that loves multiple things. I don't want to be tied to, you know, a room forever. I knew that I wanted to do more things and I couldn't allow this chatter in my head to say, well, no, you have to work nine to five Monday through Friday. You have to be in this office at this time. You have to, you know, always be available and you have to do these things so that your team can deem you worthy. And you have to, you know, post as many times a day, because if not, you're not really working. I had to get rid of that chatter and I had to get rid of me feeling offended because that's what someone else uses to be successful. I had to realize that I can become successful, yes, off of, you know, working at the capacity I was. But in order for me to truly see the level of abundance that was truly designed for me, at some point, I had to take the lessons and the things that I learned and the things that weren't working, I had to get rid of them instead of making it mean something about me. Right? I am not a daily poster on any of my apps. But I had to stop making that story be like, oh, well, because you don't post every day, you're not serious. Or if I see a post from someone else online and they're just like, if you can't post three to five times a day, then you're a, you're a horrible business owner. I couldn't allow myself to be offended by that because that person believes that for themselves. That person has their own community that believes that for themselves. So if that doesn't resonate for me, I had to get in my power and say kudos to them. 
but that doesn't work for me. And I had to be able to move forward. I think a lot of times people want to achieve a certain level of success. And you see this three to five year plan. You see all of these things that you want to happen for you. And because you see it and you want it so bad, you put this confined idea to it and you never allow life to get good for you. You never allow God to show you what can happen. You never allow universe, spirit, whoever you believe in, you never allow the process to unfold. If you want to have this big spa, right? Let's say you want to have your own business. You want to have, you know, whatever to come your way. You're saying you want this big business. And so you skip going to work a job or you skip going to have your season of mentorship or apprenticeship with someone because you're like, well, I'm just going to leap all the way to 100 and I'm just going to open this business. And, you know, if someone else can do it, I can do it. And I think because you, whoever you saw that already had that successful point, you were inspired. But if you jumped without also knowing why they made decisions they made, what they learned in those seasons that they had to do something different, right? Maybe they went through hard lessons that came from not knowing and it forced them to go through an accelerated experience of learning. Yeah, you don't do this, right? If you don't properly learn that because you take on this false ego that you can just go zero to 100 because somebody else is marketing that they went from zero to 100, then you're going to build obstacles up for yourself that you may not be able to withstand. And that's very important. I really want you to get that because if you go from zero to 100, you open your own business, you have all these things coming up and you're like, why are all these things happening? A lot of the times those things happening have nothing to do with you and everything to do with the, the place that you're in, your higher self hasn't yet shown up for it. Now, let me dive deeper here. And I was not planning on diving deeper like this, but I trust that you can receive what I'm about to say and, and actually be able to digest it and understand it. When you open a business and you're like, you know what, I'm opening my business, I'm getting my permits, you know, I'm Googling all the things, I'm looking up the information and, you know, I want to have all these things, right? You open up, you put all this money into your renovation and you're just like, yes, I'm ready to go, whatever. Let's say you didn't think about building a possible client list before. And so you open your business and you're like, Yes, I have the visuals. Yes, I have the space. Yes, I have this thing. But now this business is becoming a burden to me because I did not have the client flow that I needed to bring in the cash flow, right? And so in that regard, you may find yourself being like, okay, I know that my prices are low. I need to raise my price. Let me raise them by three to five dollars. Let me raise them by ten dollars. Let me just figure out what I need to do because maybe it's my price. My price is too low. So people just ignoring me. So let me just raise my price a little bit, right? You're afraid to raise your price. You don't have the client flow coming in. Now you have clients that are like, wait a minute, you're raising your price. And then now because you haven't worked on that piece 
for your emotional intelligence, now you're making it mean something about you. So now you're taking offense from clients not coming in. You're thinking there's something wrong with you. You're taking offense with raising your price and you're like, oh my gosh, my clients don't see me as valuable. Like what's going on? And now it's affecting you know, how you move forward because you never learned how to not internalize other people's emotions. And then you're also looking at your bank account balance and you're like, I can't keep using my savings to fund this thing. Like eventually I got to make something shake, but I'm embarrassed because I asked family or friends for money or I got a business loan or whatever the case may be. And so now you're like, you're in debt and you're making it mean something about you. And you're like, why can't I just get past this? And then, you know, you've invested so much money in this thing and you're like, I don't want to quit. But then you're feeling burnt out because you're like, all of this is just draining my energy and I just don't know what to do. And for some people, they go work a second job somewhere so that they can get some sort of cash flow coming in. And while they work there, they can't even sit there and be present in the moment because every time they go work for someone else and they see that their books are filled and they see that they're getting paid an employee salary, they're not able to process the fact that they don't even have to worry about the business and the marketing of it. They just know the books are filled. You service the client, you get your money, you go home. And so they take that and they're like, you know what? I'm stressed out over here. I'm over here helping this business. And yeah, I'm booked, but I'm just burnt out from that. I'm not having a break. I'm tired. Like I could have my own business and be making more. So let me just quit this job and go back into my business. And now those same problems that were not handled, you're having to redo those problems again because, yeah, you may have left that other job and people may have left that job to come follow you. But now you brought people in who are expecting that you're going to give them the same level of nurturing and service that that other company did. And now because you didn't take the time to go through your season, now all of this energy is just draining you. You don't know what to do. You're stressed. You're crying every day. And you're once again making everything mean that you're this horrible person or that you're this horrible business owner. And the thing about this entire example is that is more common than you think it is. A lot of entrepreneurs that you see that are doing well right now or who seem successful online, nine times out of 10, you don't even know what their back end looks like. You know what their marketing looks like. You know what their space looks like. You know what their visuals and captions and engagement looks like. You know what their link in their bio looks like. You know what their website copy looks like. You know what they look like, but you don't know what that back end looks like. You don't know what that system looks like. And you don't even know how they work with their clients. They might be working with a very low rate of client conversion and they're showing you these visuals, but the people they're showing you in the visuals might not even be paying clients. You might be looking and seeing, oh, this person has been in business, but you won't find out until 18 months to two years later that this person was like, oh yeah, I was struggling the whole time I had to work a second job. And so you really have to look at the entire scope of what you're doing. And nine times out of 10, people are not going to show you that for free. But you also have to understand that the world we're moving into is going to require less of this toxic empathy. It's going to require less of this waiting for sympathy. And many times when you really think about what you're burnout for or why you're not seeing the clients you want to see, you know exactly why. 
but you spent so much time in your head and trying to get information from all these other people that you deem as successful, but you've never fully defined what you deem as successful. And so you're chasing this vision of something you haven't defined, and then you're expecting someone else to clarify it for you. And that's not how business works. Business is where the entrepreneurs are solving a problem. And when you move into the CEO hat, you realize that there are some problems that you have to pay someone else to solve because you now have raised your command rate. You now have to work at more of a higher level. And so you can't do all the things. You can't be cleaning and doing laundry and, you know, greeting the guests and, you know, answering the phones because now you have raised your command rate and you are able to work on your scope while also understanding that you're going to need support to keep your mind right as you do it. And that's a very layered conversation that will continue. Um, you know, if you're in my mastermind, we'll continue this conversation. But a lot of the times when I hear entrepreneurs tell me that they were burnt out and they quit or, you know, they went to work a job and they feel like they were overworked at the job and they can't work for anybody and all these things, I realize that their focus is not on the task at hand and mastering it. Their focus is on, I need something to make me feel good. Being booked makes me feel good. Being degraded by the clients that are paying that amount doesn't. I want to see money coming in, but me having to worry about all this stuff on the back end and worry about the business and paying all the taxes and paying all the expenses is stressing me out because now I feel rushed to try to bring in any old client so I can pay these bills, right? And so your mind has to be the thing that you work on. That's why high-level entrepreneurs, once you start making money and you start having expenses because expenses are required to run your business, once you start realizing yeah, you're going to have to drop thousands on this thing or you're going to have to drop hundreds on this thing or yeah, you might have to make, it might make more sense to buy this item in bulk to last you for the year and that's going to be a five-figure investment. When you start looking at the things as investments and you really can sit with yourself and you can make logical decisions about what moves need to be made, your business will be able to thrive. But if you constantly make decisions off of your emotions where one day you're raising your price because you know your price needs to be higher, but then someone comes in and shakes your foundation and now emotionally you're running and throwing a sale, you're running and you know backtracking on the price, well, then you're not emotionally or um, really healthy emotionally, yeah, but you're you're not healthy as a business owner to be able to lead that business to thrive. When you look at athletes, athletes are businesses. LeBron James is a business. Kobe Bryant was a business. Michael Jordan was a business or is a business. And so when you look at yourself as a business, you understand that every move you make has to be done in a place of intentionality. But if Michael Jordan would have been like, oh, you know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So I'm just going to take whatever contracts come my way or I'm just going to you know, position myself with these different things, even though I want to do my own shoe line, then he would not be where he is today. If he would have said, oh, you know, my shoes, because of my name, they need to be two, three, four hundred dollars. 
but I'm just going to keep my shoes to $50 because I want to make sure that my people can afford them. If you take on the spirit of offense, then you'll be thinking, oh, you know, he doesn't care about the little people. He only cares about his brand. He does. He cares about his brand, but he is focused on building a premium brand and it is at no offense to anyone else. Maybe he is not thinking that his responsibility is to make his items affordable so that his community can have it. But his community will find a way to be standing in those lines to get the releases that are two, three, four, five hundred dollars. And so now, depending on his business, which I'm not in his business, but depending on his business, his way of giving back to the community could be through the profits going into some other thing. But when you are focused on building a big brand and you are putting your art out there and you're focused on serving people and you're focused on doing the things you need to do, you also have to understand that you cannot be in this toxic, empathetic space, right? And so you now you are over giving to people because you wish someone would have gave to you or you are over giving of access to you because you wish someone gave access to you. No, the lessons you learned, the leaps you made, the investments that you made that were bigger than you've ever made at the time you made them, those were necessary because now they help you realize, I did that, I survived that, I can now thrive from that, and that no longer is an issue for me. A lot of times the issues that you have is not the decision that is the hard thing. It's the time you spend trying to make the decision. That's the hard thing. You spend three to five years trying to make a decision and then you make the decision and now you move forward, right? And so we really have to understand that because when you understand that, you can ask yourself, am I looking for empathy, right? Or am I looking for sympathy? And looking for and needing those two things can always put you out of your power and closer to being offended. If you know that you want to offer a premium option, you know you want to offer white glove service, you know you want to work with people and give them amazing detail to service, you know that you want to offer whatever it is that you want to offer, please know that there is a lane for you, but please know that there will be obstacles at every single leap that you take. The thing is you get stronger, you get faster in your decision making, you get resilient, you get healthier emotionally, you get healthier mentally, and you stop allowing things to give you offense. If someone says, yeah, in order for me to help you build a six or seven figure business, it's going to cost you 20 to 30 grand. You don't sit there and be like, oh, how dare you charge this much? Do you know it's it's the economy is in a recession? You should think about other people. Oh, this person is scamming people. No, that that spirit of offense will always take you away from your goal. The fact that you reached out to that person or the fact that you are observing that thing shows that you want it. It shows that you know that that's the best of the best because you want to be the best of the best. It shows you that. But if you allow the spirit of offense to lead you and you allow this, well, I want someone to give to, to think about, you know, when they were in their beginning stages and, you know, what they had when they were in their beginning stages and they should think about that and they don't care about people because they didn't think about that and they should have sympathy for me because I'm a student or whatever. When you start getting in your head and rationalizing that, 
you take away your power and you don't really realize you can say no. If something is out of your budget, you can say you can you don't have to ghost that decision. You can say, hey, um, you can check with yourself in the mirror. Right. You can talk to yourself in the mirror. Just talk to yourself. I know it sounds crazy, but you can be like, we really want to do this thing. We really want to. And right now we can't. But it doesn't mean that something is wrong with our worth. It doesn't mean that we need to go into shame. It doesn't mean that we are unworthy. It just means that we now can reframe our mind and figure out how can I make this happen? How many services do I need to do to make this happen? What do I need to do to make what I really want to happen for me? There's more power there. Instead of you just giving up on your goal because you're allowing whatever the excuse was to be more powerful than you. And I really hope you take that with you in everything that you do. Let your yeses mean yes. Let your noes mean no. Right? But you don't have to carry this story of offense, seeking empathy, seeking sympathy. You don't have to allow that story to replay with you. Here's the thing. When you work on that for yourself, the way you show up in the world is even more powerful. Your clients will see, I can't come in here with this nonsense, <laughs> right? They'll see, okay, yeah, she about to fix my credit. That means I need to have all my documentation in order because, you know, I'm not wasting no time. Oh, she got a wait list. For how long? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to go ahead and get myself together because when I get in there, I can't waste no time. Oh, yeah. The reviews say what? Okay, yeah. I really want this thing. So let me put this on my vision board or let me actually focus on actionable steps because I need to be over there. I'm not about to waste my time on other things when I already know that this is clear. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I need. Boom. Right? And you're not going to put this pressure either. You're not going to put this pressure to say, well, if I can't achieve this in 30 days, then something wrong with me. If I can't achieve this in six months, then something's wrong with me. If I can't achieve this in one to five years, something's wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with you. You are just a version of yourself that has not been grieved yet. The you that can make a decision and bet on themselves has to evolve into the one that now has five-figure months and has to bet on themselves at a higher stake, which then has to evolve into the person who can command six figures in a year or less and now has to make another leap that's greater and hold themselves. You have to constantly evolve. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I am so thankful that I took that leap. I'm so thankful that she took that leap or he took that leap. Because at that time, you're not even you're going to see just how you were at that time. And you can still look at it from today and say, I've changed. I'm so thankful that she took that leap. When I look at who I was at the start of this year and who I am now. It took a lot of refining. It took a lot of tears. It took a lot of biting my tongue. It took a lot of sitting with myself and saying, I'm an, I'm an adult. I have to grow up. 
Things are going to come. Storms are going to come. I can either sit here and cry and woe is me because I don't have an umbrella. Or I can get up and go get one. Or I can get up and now I know that storms come at certain times. I can prepare myself. And if I wasn't prepared, if my foundation has storm damage or if a flood happens or whatever happens, I trust and know that I have the power within me to figure it out. I know that I have the power within me to not just figure it out, but to actually embody it, to be a master of it so that I can continue to climb this mountain over and over again so that when I move on to the next thing, that's already been handled. Oh, there was a flood. Okay, so let's do X, Y, Z. Instead of, oh, there was a flood. I'll never be able to get over this again. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to me. I'll never be able to. No one's helping me. Why didn't anyone tell me? Why didn't anyone help me? No. I get into my power. When I tell you your life can change in 12 months or less, it's because you change. Now, there's nothing wrong with the older version of you but they have to stay in that season that you leveled up from you cannot return to your survival manual if you want to thrive the you that got you through homelessness the you that got you through evictions the you that got you through bankruptcies the you that got you through divorce the you that got you through losing money making it again, that you was necessary for that season. But you can't go back to that version of you because you made it out. You have to take that lesson and say, we know that that's a way, but there has to be a way I can do this and thrive. There has to be a way I can do this emotionally healthy. There has to be a way I can do this without being overly reactive the way I did before. That's how you grow. By getting rid of the spirit of offense so that you can be emotionally healthy to get to where you need to be because you're not going to stop here. You're going to continue to grow, right? But it first starts with understanding that when you eradicate that spirit of offense, now you can collapse time. Now you can grow. Listen, this series, as I... I'm just working through this series with you as I'm speaking it to you as I am processing. I listen back to these episodes multiple times before I post them because I'm like, okay, you know, I really want to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. And I don't listen to edit it. I just let it go and flow and post it. But I listen to it again because there are some times where I need this message, right? There are some times where I'm like, okay, I posted this a year ago, but I need this message, right? And what I will tell you is, and we'll get into this in part three, so definitely come back. What I want you to know is when you eradicate the spirit of offense, which is what we talked about today, and you can move on from that to find solutions, you will move into a level of power that may scare you at first. And I think a lot of people get so afraid of their power. You know, I have a mastermind that's coming up in January and I have so many people that are reaching out, right? And 
while we have people who are like, I'm in, let's go. Like, I went to the last ones. I'm ready for this one. Let's go, right? I also have people who are on their journey, right? The journey is beautiful. Everybody has their own journey. But I noticed that I have people who are like really tapping the door of their power. And they don't even have to say anything. I can see it from their DMs. I can see it from the language. I can see it from the questions they ask. It's like they can feel that another level is required. And they're battling between this season is not working right now. But this means that I am the one that has to move. And so now that they're being called to move, they're knocking on the door of their power and they're like, am I ready? Right? They're, they're really in their head like, okay, I want to do this. But on the news, it says this. On TikTok, it says this. On the app, it says this. My friends are saying this. And you're really feeling that power of you being called again. And you can probably remember when you last made a leap. And you're just finding yourself there again. And you're like, this is bigger. Oh my gosh, I got to go bigger. And it's just so beautiful to see because when power meets power, you will collapse time. It's like a roller coaster, right? You can go up to the roller coaster. And as you're walking through the line, you might be like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Oh, my stomach. I'm about to throw up. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm about to get on this scary ride. Like I've never been on here before. Oh my gosh. And you get on the ride and you're like, okay, is this on tight? Okay, let me double check. All right, let me double check. Let me let me move. Okay, now the seat is on. All right, we good. And you you want to just pass out with all the excitement because you're on this roller coaster. You go through the roller coaster. You're going between screaming, wanting to cry, fear. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is so much. Oh my gosh. And then when you get off the ride, you're like, okay, I can do that again right? You're like, okay, that was, that was bomb. Or you might be like, I am, I'm not doing that again, but that I'm glad I did it. I'm proud of myself. And you get off the ride and you go to the, you go to whoever was around you. Maybe everybody got on the ride, but just when you get off the ride, if there was someone in your group that did not get on the ride, the first thing you say is you should have got on there. You should have got on the ride. That was so amazing. And that person is like, uh. And you can feel that the fear that you had going in there, your courage doesn't relate to their fear that they have standing there looking up at the roller coaster. That fear is no longer there. Now you're just like, I know it looks scary. Come on, let's go. And they're like, no, I don't want to go. And you're just like, Okay, we're moving on, right? But so many people get stuck because they don't move on. They sit with that person and they're like trying to get them to experience the exhilaration that they experienced, but they can't. And so time passes on. And I really want you to know that when you start knocking on the door of your power and you start saying, you know what, I am called for more. I have never seen this level of power that's being called for me, but I know that I just need to take a step. 
I know that I have the power within myself to be able to hold myself through this. I just have to be the one to take the leap, but I trust that I will be able to handle this. See, that's that part of power that a lot of people have gotten so used to abandoning and they're going to have a hard time. They're going to have a very hard time over the next few years, especially if you have not listened to Vision 2024, please listen to it because so many people are going to have a hard time walking away from the structure that they live their life on, but that was mentally, emotionally, and physically draining. They're going to have a hard time walking away from that because now this season is calling them to look within themselves. And we'll go into it in the next episode, but when you are really knocking on the door of personal power you really start to notice you're living in a whole different world than a lot of people are living in. That's the part that's scary to you. Is that it's different. It doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be there. Listen, if you want to be a part of Mastermind, it is eight weeks. We start in January and it comes with two in-person days with me. I want to take you into one of my favorite, favorite hotels. I want to take you in the spa. I want us to have conversations over champagne and I want us to absolutely get you accelerated towards 20k months. But I also want you to really just be able to experience the level of abundance that is open to you beyond the fear that so many people are leveraging today. There is immense wealth that is for you when you realize that you are the currency. All right. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and just come over to Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. Just DM me mastermind and I'll get that link for you. The investment is three thousand. Currently, there's a payment plan for two payments of fifteen hundred. That payment plan will be ending the day after Christmas. So I definitely recommend that if you are not already in that you find a way to get in. Um, I will be doing another mastermind. I want to go ahead and say that I will be doing another mastermind, but all 2024 masterminds will be 5,000. Just the level and the magnitude of the environment that we have. You're going to watch the video that comes out from the mastermind in February and you're going to be like, oh, I should have been there. But I guarantee you that the experience is just going to continue to go up. Our members club is going to continue to be exclusive and we're just going to continue to drive home that message of premium is for you if you believe it is all right so thank you so much for listening in and whatever you do keep becoming elite